0: Welcome to the Endurance Horse Podcast, where endurance riders from all across the globe gather, sharing their stories, goals, and progress as they train for and compete in endurance events at every level. So kick off your shoes, pull up a chair, and listen as we gather around the virtual campfire and listen to friends from across the world. Hello, and
1: welcome to episode of Endurance Horse Podcast. I'm Chris, your host.
2: And I'm Jim.
1: And we just thought we would uh, do a quick check-in before we start with the audios. This will be a traditional episode of the podcast with many updates from other riders. So Jim and I thought we would share what we've been up to. And we have been social distancing very well. We've been staying busy by running with Oops. the whole family. So the kiddos are coming with us. And there is a running company and we go to some of their runs I know one of the runs we go to is right before Christmas and it's called jingle all the way and it's a nighttime street race and people dress up and we get to wear lights and jingle bells and all kinds of it's just a fun thing Um, I don't want you guys to think Jim and I are like terribly fast or athletic runners I'm a turtle I'm a a turtle's tail I mean I'm pretty slow Uh, I think I'm like a 15 15 minute mile on a bad day, and a 14 15 like 14 minute 15 second on a good day. So we are not fast. Don't Um, mind being a turtle. We don't mind being turtles. We found turtles found a lot of good benefits. Oh yeah. From running, and the kids are really getting into it. So that company that does the jingle all the way, they decided since they had to cancel all their events, um, our first race of the season was canceled. Um, so they decided to do a series of virtual races, so we've been doing those with the kids.
2: Yeah, it's kind of cool. We, you signed us up for one, and then you all of a sudden found out it was a series, mm-hmm. so all these other weekends, as long as we go out and do our miles and, and post it into them, they keep track of everybody's placings, and it's kind of cool to keep following.
1: Yeah, you're doing really well in your age group. My age group is flooded with people. Mm. I am not doing well in my age group.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's not a lot of people in my age group, so...
1: I think Jim may be fifth in his age group, but...
2: Out of like eight people.
1: So the reason we brought up running, well, that's what we've been doing, to stay busy. One of the things is that we run three times a week as a family. If you guys have been listening for a while to the podcast, this podcast was kind of created from us running. So if it wasn't for running, I don't think there would be an endurance horse podcast because it was listening to that running podcast that made me think of doing one for horse people.
2: And that's a good thing. I mean, what would happen if this podcast wasn't out there?
1: <laughs> really, I have met so many people through it and now I can't imagine not knowing them. Oh, because I pretty awesome. Because I value them. Um, actually, Jenny Chandler called me on FaceTime one night before bed and we got to visit and uh, I got to see around her house and see her awesome farm dog and she got to watch Biddy play fetch. <laughs> so I value those friendships.
2: In this time where everything's being canceled, um, Midwest Horse Fair here mm-hmm. been canceled.
1: Usually 30,000 people go mm-hmm. to the Midwest Horse Fair and that was a huge hit for Wisconsin that that was canceled.
2: Kentucky Derby's been canceled. Tevis has been canceled.
1: The AERC has decided to suspend sanctioning any rides through May 11th.
2: So uh, with all the uh, cancellations going on uh, my beautiful wife (laughs) thought of a great idea.
1: I did. I'm gonna share it on here. It goes back to running, was we'll do a 100-mile challenge. I had a huge amount of positive response to this. Yeah,
2: I mean, at first you were thinking, you know, people with their horses, but then you started getting, can I do this on my bike? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to sign up, but I'm going to do half running and...
1: Yes. Yeah, of course. So I was really excited to hear you say you were going to ride with me this year.
2: Yeah, you talked me into doing 50 on Houdini, so yeah. it's going to be broken down. I'll do 10 here, 10 there, 10 here, you know. uh-huh. but we'll get there.
1: And we'll do the running part together. Yep. So the challenge is called the War Horse 100 Mile Challenge. It's just really been positive. It's We had people from Germany contact us. There was a lady who... Her horse isn't under saddle yet so she's been chipping away at this five six miles at a time already um walking with her horse
2: i mean it was a bit of a gulper when he started telling me people from overseas i'm like whoo shipping costs yeah. and then you came up with the brilliant idea of patches um, and then people here were like oh i'd rather have a patch than a medal <laughs> it's just like
1: I've ordered both patches and medals
2: they look really cool too
1: they look pretty nice and so the The people overseas will be getting a patch that's the same size as the metal (laughs) and there is a small event charge one of the neatest things was i had a a couple people who said hey i used to do endurance riding but my horse is older and and can't quite you know it's good for trail riding but they can't quite compete anymore and they are thrilled to be able to take their older horse out and just poke along at this goal and do one more thing together.
2: Oh yeah, there were people that were asking if they could do it in hand.
1: Yeah, sure. yeah. Sure. I think one person is ground driving their horse. There are some people that are gonna be driving their horse. So we're really excited to invite you to join us in the challenge.
2: And again, it's a challenge, it's not a race, you've got However long you want to take, get your 100 miles.
1: Till December 31st, because we want to close it out at the end of the year. So you have any time from Easter till December 31st to complete the 100-mile challenge. I will put a link in the show notes. There's already a link on the Facebook page. So if you haven't... Take a look. And so we hope that the 100-mile challenge inspires you to keep going. I know, like runners, endurance riders tend to be goal-oriented, so... It's hard when they take our goals away.
2: Yeah. I mean, the itch is there for you to ride and mm-hmm. nowhere to ride.
1: Nowhere to go. And um we're still training towards our half marathon on Sweetest Day, right? Yep. That's a trail half marathon in October. We're hoping that everything'll be back in the swing of things and we'll be able to do that. So we're just going to keep training as if we're going to do it. And if it doesn't happen we're gonna do it on our own
2: oh october is going to be an interesting month because they moved that other trail run to october too so we're going to be doing the half marathon and that other right. race so
1: yeah we joined a four series race trail race and they've started to jam all those races into one month instead of them all being spaced out
2: yep so my birthday month's going to be interesting
1: good thing you took a week off
2: Ooh.
1: <laughs> So, from us here in Wisconsin to all of you across the world, happy trails. I hope you enjoy.
2: And without further ado,
1: I bring to you
2: episode
1: 37 of Endurance Horse Podcast.
3: Hey, everybody, it's Jess Isbrecht checking in from Las Vegas, Nevada. It's been a few months since I sent in an update. Last time you heard from me, I was in Brawley, California. We spent a few months in the Imperial Valley hanging out with a friend of mine who's also an endurance rider. She has a three-year-old Arabian who was just getting started and uh, she wanted my help getting him going under saddle. So I spent a couple months working with him and had a great time doing that. We kind of culminated our training by taking him to a local Gymkhana and exposing him to that kind of environment. And he did very, very well actually winning our division, even though we just trotted our patterns. It was very cute. So I'm hoping that one day I'll get to see him again at an endurance ride. Around the end of January, we moved to Lakeside, California where I set the horses up at a boarding facility where I knew they'd be well taken care of while we took a three week trip to the South Island of New Zealand. That trip was amazing. The scenery was spectacular. We drove all over the island and saw tons of stuff. Unfortunately, I didn't get to ride while I was there because our itinerary was just too packed with other stuff, but um, saw lots of horses from the roadsides and certainly missed my own while we were out of the country. When we got back, we got to do one nice trail ride with another endurance rider, my friend Carrie, and then she took us bike riding on the boardwalk down at the beach near San Diego, which was a really fun non-horsey activity. And then we packed up the horses and our camper at the end of February and moved everything up to Las Vegas, where we planned to stay for about two months before moving up to Colorado. Our plan was to boondock in the desert here But when we saw the condition of the roads, we knew we couldn't take the horses down it, and it certainly wouldn't be convenient to get in and out of every few days in order to go out and fill up our water storage tanks. So I started looking around at private boarding facilities, and we happened to stumble on one that's about 15 miles outside of Vegas that abuts some BLM land. So we have a few thousand acres we can ride out onto. It's uh, very, very rocky terrain, so you can pretty much only walk in most places that I've seen so far. And it's it's kind of boring, uninteresting desert, but at least it's something. And you can see the mountains in the distance. I was really excited by the prospect of riding near the Red Rock Conservation Area. It's a really beautiful area, and we also go rock climbing there. But unfortunately with the outbreak, we're not allowed to trailer out and um, the park itself is closed. You can access it on foot. And the other day I did see a family of four with one horse and the family would swap riders on the horse every once in a while, it was really cute. But for us it's just not feasible since we would have to drive a few miles and park the trailer on the side of the road where they don't want people parking. So we're trying to make the best of it and I'm amusing myself by working with the horses primarily on the ground We're we're doing some obstacle training, we're working in the round pen, working over cavalettis, strengthening up all the muscles that have gotten weak from sitting around doing nothing while we were away in New Zealand. I had been intending on going to the XP ride in Mount Carmel, Utah at the end of April. That was one of my first endurance rides last year. I really enjoyed it and love the scenery and the terrain in that area. So I was really excited to go back, but that ride is most likely gonna be canceled So the next one I have on my calendar is Spanish Peaks Pioneer in Colorado in June. I'm really hoping that that ride actually does go off. But with the virus constantly affecting things in the world, I'm keeping my expectations pretty low. I have attended one ride this season, that was Tonto Twist 50 in Apache Junction, Arizona. I crewed at that ride the year before, when I had only done a few LDs to date. I was so impressed by every rider there, because for me, the idea of doing 50 miles was just so unthinkable at that point. I certainly never expected to be attending on my own horse the next year. So when it rolled around in 2020, I knew I had to go. I convinced Byron to come with me by promising to go rock climbing, so we arrived on Thursday afternoon and had the full day on Friday to go out and do something. Even though we intended on climbing, he scrapped that plan and decided that we would do a short hike instead. I really should have known better, because whenever he promises me that anything is going to be easy or short, it's the complete opposite. (laughs) So the day before I'm supposed to ride my first 50 in a couple months, we go for a hike up to the top of the Flatiron, which is only about a five-mile trail, but it goes up over 2,000 feet and it's rock scrambling for a good portion of the way. So I was completely exhausted and very sore by the end of that day, and boy, let me tell you, the next morning when I had to get on and ride, I was cursing him. I rode my Tennessee Walker River, and she tackled the rocky, hilly Arizona terrain with pretty good spirits, even though we had been stuck in flatland for a few months leading up to this, and maybe she was just a slight bit under for it. We didn't come through with any spectacular placing, but we finished sound and happy, and I had an absolutely wonderful time reconnecting with my zoney buddies. There were so many people at that ride that I had struck up some kind of friendship with over the past year, and it was so much fun getting to hang out with them at the post-ride dinner. Aside from being with the horses and trail riding, which are my first loves, it's the people and the community that I really love so much about endurance. Nine times out of ten, every single person is kind, supportive, and encouraging, and I love that no matter where in this country we end up at any given time, I can reach out to the endurance community for help or advice or just to connect and make a new friend. It really helps me feel less isolated because our lifestyle is essentially self-isolation. Now that quarantine, social distancing and self-isolation are normal in our society, I feel like everybody else is getting a little bit of a taste of what my daily life is like. And I'm certainly not complaining. It's it's a lifestyle choice that I made. and. I don't have any regrets, but I'm just mentioning this to emphasize the fact that having a worldwide community of horse friends is so wonderful. So I say to everybody out there who may be feeling a little bit sad if you can't ride for some reason, or if you're feeling alone, all you have to do is reach out. Because I guarantee there's somebody out there feeling just the way you do and would be happy to make a new friend. So with that being said, happy trails, happy riding if you can. Or happy couch-sitting and bend-watching. Take care, everybody. Stay healthy.
4: Hello, this is Carrie Barris from the Southeast Region. Um, I've been on here a few times before, talking about my horse, Comet. And I want to just give you a little bit of an update. Um, Obviously, I'm in the same position as everybody else right now, kind of holding in, in places, you know, and staying home. Um, but I have managed to get a few rides in. I was planning on doing my first 50 with Comet uh, this spring at Biltmore. And that's been moved to the fall. So I'm not sure if I'll still plan on doing that or not. But I would like to get a 50 in on him this year. The longest he's ever done before is a 35 mile ride and tie. Um, but he's getting some pretty good mileage in um, in training, and I think he'd he'd do fine in a 50. We would just take it really slow. We hadn't done any run tie yet this season, you know, before everything kind of shut down and got canceled. So we're hoping that by summertime we'll be able to get some races in. Um, you know, we've got stuff scheduled on the calendar, so we'll see. And I have been getting in a lot of running as well. It's springtime. It's getting warm out now. And so getting out on the trails is still a priority for me. I am incredibly lucky to live in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, surrounded by trails. So um, as more and more access points shut down, um, like the Appalachian Trails right near us, and that is shut down right now, there are still some trails that I can get on and manage to get out without seeing really anybody else. So I'm very lucky in that respect that we have tons of trails around here and it's not hard to find ways to be away from others. I have managed to get in a few rides on Comet over the last few weeks, which is great. Again, you know, going to places where there aren't a lot of other people and finding new trails and and doing things a little bit differently than we're used to, but it's, you know, I've been able to get out, which is great. My work situation is super interesting because I'm a high school English teacher, so I am teaching from home right now, um, which, you know, everybody is learning on the fly for sure. So that has actually been just as time consuming as working at school in many ways. I'm grateful that I have still been able to get outside and and spend some time running. I've also been doing a little more road running than I normally would just because I can get out of my na- house, my neighborhood, and there's roads I can run on pretty easily. So um, that's about all I've got right now. Nothing really too much, you know, just getting some training in, getting in some long, slow miles on my legs and my horse's legs so that, you know, when we can compete again, we can get back out there and get into some riding tie. Um, Thank you. And I hope you're all doing well.
0: Hi everyone. This is Adriana Sardoni from Marvel Endurance in Queensland, Australia. I'm here to provide you with an update on my plans and goals for the year and how they are going. Now, of course, it's early April at the moment. Um, Autumn is just starting to be upon us where I live. And just like pretty much the rest of the world, I believe, everything has been put on hold because of COVID-19. So I started this year with the goal of getting Willow Vale my favorite horse that many of you will have heard of from previous podcasts, um, getting him back into completing 80-kilometer rides. And our goal was to do the 160-kilometre Queensland State Championship ride in July. Now, um, many of you will know, Willow Valsera has been out with a cracked hoof since mid-2017. It's been a bit of a roller coaster rehabilitating him through that, taking him to a few rides in the meantime, got through an 80, didn't get through a 40, gave him a bit of a rest. And this year... As he's now 20 years old, I think was probably going to be our last chance. He still loves it. So don't worry, the age is certainly not a negative factor there. So coming into this year, he's had shoes on to stabilize the crack in his hoof for quite some time, and he really needs a break from having shoes on. So we decided to try hoof boots on him. Uh, Personally, I'd never had any experience with hoof boots whatsoever, so, thanks to the people at Renegade, I managed to get him some perfectly fitting hoof boots, and they have been working absolute wonders on him. So, uh, obviously, just doing lots of um, training around the place, sorry, directly out of the property, that is, and due to the government restrictions with social distancing. We can now train only in pairs. Well, I suppose it's exercising. No more than two people. So we're doing a bit of a rotation with the team of um, who's going to ride when. So we almost got to a ride just before the social distancing was brought in. There was actually a ride one weekend, um, Kuya, that we were heading to to do 20 kilometers. I thought we were probably just going to scrape through, but that ride was cancelled a few days beforehand. Yeah, which, I mean, I completely understand the reasoning the club gave, I believe, was not so much to actually do with the COVID-19 itself, like concerns of that, but more like not being able to actually get the people they needed, like the volunteers to actually come given the circumstances, which is completely understandable. We almost got to a ride. We didn't get to a ride. Everything is suspended until June. Looking at the way things are going, the way the government is talking, about six months, we could be under these conditions. I honestly don't know if there will be an endurance ride this year. I don't want to sound pessimistic. I really hope that I'm wrong, but I've kind of mentally prepared myself for the fact that it's quite possible that there will be no official rides this year. On the other hand, though, I am feeling incredibly lucky that I am in a sport where although I can't compete, I can still train and I enjoy riding out of um, the property to train for pleasure just as much as going to competitions um, and doing, doing official rides. Um, yeah, it's quite possible that Ra, as I call him, won't do another ride. I have, I have come to accept that, but I'm really enjoying the time that we get together um, I'm thrilled that the boots are working wonders on him, and that you know I'm still able to to ride him. I'm so grateful to Victoria for making that still possible, and to Yvonne, um, his owner, who um, yeah still lets him stay with Victoria for now. So yeah, just like just like everyone, you know, things are taking a back seat, but definitely trying to look at it from the viewpoint of. Rather than focusing on what we can't have and what we can't do, I'm really focusing on what we can do and what we still do have. And you know, so many people can't can't do anything to do with their sports at all. So we're really lucky that we can go out um, in this beautiful autumn weather and still ride and um, yeah, kind of kind of get away from from the 24-hour news cycle and all the very sad news that's that's coming out at the moment. So that's where I'm at. It's very much a wait and see. I'm really happy that after all this time, we've gotten Ra to a point where he's sound and yeah, we've boots seem to have been the solution. The crack seems to have stabilized and um yeah, he's he's doing really well. It's certainly not the season I had planned, but I'm not alone in that. I know that everyone's season has been thrown, yeah. It's everything's up in the air, not just with endurance with everything, so Um, focusing on what we can do and what we still do have and things things are actually are actually pretty good so um wherever you all are um i hope that you are keeping safe and well and that we will all get through this together very soon and take care
5: hi daryl from new zealand So, last time I was on here I was kissing goodbye to Decade Team with my boy Salty. He just wasn't coming sound and I've seriously considered that maybe this is it. Maybe this is retirement for him, he's my main man and I have trouble motivating myself to continue without him. I know many out there will say, oh please, horses retire and you just carry on with another, but this is the first time I've been here. I'm finding that really tough. I'm sure I'll get past it, but he has my heart. So anyway. After we went out lame at Waiuru and copped a three month stand down, I focused and set on Mike's mare, Bonnie, to get her successfully through the 160k at North Island Champs. We've tried a number of times over the years to get her through. We've had various issues actually. She should be the best horse on the place according to just about everyone, but for one reason or another the record just doesn't actually show it. She tripped and fell heavily on her knees at the beginning of one season, so that was her out for a year. One really hot year at a championship ride she overheated the whole time, so didn't complete. We've had metabolic issues after travelling and then there was last Easter when we actually completed the whole distance and then went out on heart rate with a calcium imbalance. I think after a stop on course to help an injured rider at 4am led to her getting chilled and we were playing catch up for the rest of the day. So this time, with Bonnie, I had a ride plan in mind and a bit more knowledge around supplements. My teammate Mike also had a mission to complete. For one reason or another, it's been a number of years between 160km completions for him, so this was the year. We only took three horses to North Island Champs this year, Salty was still on stand down, and Scratch was still recovering from being staked in the front of the Fetlock at the FEI ride. My other teammate Ruth had decided to put a junior rider on Dusty for the 120, so she was ground crew for the weekend, which I actually really appreciated, she's just awesome as ground crew. So first up for our team was the 1am start for me and Mike with Bonnie and Blazer. My plan was to keep her slow all the way and keep Mike slow as well. I paid particular attention to CRIs and lag times all, all day. I don't think I've ever ridden so technically. I hate that term, but I don't think I've ridden so technically ever in any ride ever. The first loop was great, and the second... In the third I let us speed up a little bit and the CRI inverted so I slowed down again for the next loop and kept it down for the rest of the day. We were lucky with the weather, there was a bit of cloud cover and the temperature stayed down to something near comfortable all day long, with a bit of breeze as well. Mike and Blazer were pretty much with us all day, getting away every now and again and then slowing back down to the pace I was setting. So in the last 20k loop we were out there all on our own with horses still feeling really fresh and trying not to succumb to temptation and speed up. Mike crossed the finish line just ahead of me at the end, and then the nerves inevitably set in. Have we been careful enough? Did I miss something? Are we actually going to make it? We absolutely turtled it, exactly according to plan, and the emotion at the end when we got the nod from the vets was amazing. The first 160-kilometre completion I ever had was amazing, and getting my first endurance horse through to open status was amazing. Getting Salty and Scratch to their 3,000k mark and to their 4,000k as well. But we weren't the only ones with tears in our eyes with this one. Oh, and Mike got through as well. Amazing, amazing ride. So with that finish, we've achieved all of our achievable season goals for our team, apart from Salty's. Scratch got to 4,000k, Blazer and Dusty to 2,000, Bonnie to her 3,000, dead on 3,000k with this ride and scroll of merit and also completed 160km successfully. Mike completed another 160. I had a side goal for Scratch and Camille to do the FEI series but a spike in the Fetlock paid to that one and then of course there's Salty. So that was our Saturday at Champs. So the next day, the Sunday at Champs, we had a junior rider, Fiona Stephen, on Dusty for her very first start in a ride more than 80 kilometres. There were three in the junior class. Our juniors don't have to ride with a sponsor. To start with, they were all riding together, but Fiona pulled away from them so she didn't get dragged, and it was a great strategy. Riding on her own, Dusty settled really well, and when first one, then the other of the other two girls went out lame, Fiona came through and won it. Best conditioned as well. Amazing little horse and we were all thrilled to have been part of Fiona's journey to progress in the sport as well. Ruth in particular was so proud to see a horse that she's been so careful in managing his training come through and perform like that with another rider. He's absolutely awesome. So that was Champs. Absolutely brilliant weekend. So having achieved the last of our season goals, not including Salties. We made the decision not to go to nationals at Easter. It was a decision based on finances and time off work predominantly. So then we had another think about Salty. He seemed to be pretty well recovered, and the foot was hardly reactive. But we've been here before, and he, you know you take him out and he seems fine. And then at 30k he'll go lame, so you need to just make sure he's 100% recovered before we go out again. So we decided to try him at the Kahurahi Club ride at Fongamomana and. In February. Massive hills and lots of work but I figured if I took it really really slow I might stand a chance. Without heading to nationals there are only three potential rides left on our North Island calendar that I could get to. If I could just get Salty through then maybe, just maybe I might be in with a shot to make the target for Decade team. I gambled that if his foot only had 40k in it then I didn't want to leave it on the training track at home, so I gambled that his base fitness would carry him through. I pretty much walked the whole thing. I got off and walked beside him for a lot of it, especially the downhills. And then at around 30 I thought I saw an odd. He's often a bit uneven and skipping, skippy anyway, so it's often hard to be sure if he's actually lame or not. He's usually not, apart from this last season. This time, I think I was a bit lucky to get through the final vetting. In fact, I know I was lucky. The vet said his, tr- his trot was a bit scratchy, but it wasn't consistent, so she gave us a pass. And we are officially back and with a chance. He was definitely a bit sore afterwards, so there were, certainly was something there, but it wasn't in the foot. It was a sore muscle in his chest, probably from all the hills with undertrained muscles. Catch 22, really. Overstress the feet in training, or train the muscles and risk the feet. We got away with it anyway. My friend Gabrielle gave him some bodywork while she was visiting and I think we're definitely on the right path. Two more rides left in the season so I'm hoping to go out and rock another couple of really really slow 40k rides just to get us safely through. The Kahurutahi ride was a really good one for our team, getting Salty through was definitely a highlight but we took all five horses down there. Mike and Ruth did the 40k with Blazer and Dusty. Ruth got first and Mike was second and we also had a new rider going down with us. A Rowena has done a lot of treks and at various places around the world and is about to be heading off to the Gobi Gallop but she'd never done a, um, an actual endurance ride. So she's been coming out with us in preparation for Gobi Gallop. She's been coming out to get some saddle time before she leaves. When she decided she wanted to do an actual ride, we thought, well, hey, we'll take her to um, Kahuritahi. It's the most amazing country I'll ever see for any of our North Island rides. She completed, which is brilliant. So she saw lots of lots of country, lots of hills, lots of different country that she never ever seen before. So she's done her first one, and we'll see where she goes from here, whether she wants to come out and do another one. Hopefully she'll be coming out to do another one with us in May. So that was the Saturday, and then on the Sunday, Scrape and I went out to do an eighty. He's also had very little work since he got injured in December, so I was again taking him really slow, and we got through really well. So five for five for the weekend doesn't get better than that. So that's pretty much it for um for most of them. The rest, for for if they go out to do any other rides, they'll just be kind of pedaling along and and um having fun and maybe going through and blasting a plus the odd winnin and and a 40k ride in LD and uh, for the focus is really on Salty to see if we can get him through for this last little bit. So 60 ks is all we need for him for the season if we're going to make Decade Team. Two rides, potentially three actually at this point left in the season and if it doesn't happen oh well we've given it our best shot but fingers crossed these next couple of rides I get the management right and we complete. So fingers crossed and you'll certainly hear about it if we make it, more next time.
6: Hi, Jenny Chandler here in New Zealand. It's the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. So, New Zealand went into lockdown on Wednesday at midnight. It's now Saturday. Unfortunately, I am currently living alone, so it's just me and my menagerie, which is eight horses, six cattle, two hens, a dog, and a cat. I think that's everybody. Um, which is fine. I love my animals, but they don't play board games. <laughs> Um, But that's okay. I've also got 30 acres to play on. and When I say play, I really mean catch up with all the chores. And I've started reorganising the living room because it rained yesterday. There's a blowfly in here. Sorry about that. So we're not here to talk about pandemics and being housebound. We're here to talk about our ponies and endurance. As you probably know, you're coming into spring and looking forward, hopefully, to a new season. And we were just ending our season and heading into autumn and then into winter. So going back to January, if you remember, Lace and I did a really good 120. I was so pleased with her mid-December. She did her 120 really well. And I was looking forward to having a crack at doing the big three. So that was 160 kilometres, 100 miles at the end of January. And then moving on at Easter to do the marathon three day 240. So 80 kilometers or 50 miles a day. Moving into the um, championship event and the 160 at Kuratao. It's normally a really nice course. In fact, it's so nice that you forget that it's actually quite tough. But this year they lost their base a week before the event. Um, one of the farmers had forgotten that they were that it was happening and they were double booked with a shearing competition that meant that the races around that base would be full of sheep. So at the last minute with a week to go, they had to replan the entire course. It wasn't the course they'd planned, let's put it that way. It was still a good course, but it only really had one 40-kilometre loop. Normally they try and get a few different loops, so you've got a bit of different ground over the course of 160 k's, it can get a little monotonous if you're travelling over the same ground all the time. And whilst they had nominally four different loops, it was really 40 k's. With this loop had a little bit of x, ex- had a little bit of different stuff. Well, no, not really different. The 40 k did all the course just about. Loop B had a little bit of new new stuff. Loop C was shorter, so didn't do all of Loop A. Loop D was shorter, so it did not all of A, but a different not all of A, if you get what I mean. So really there was only one 40k loop, and that's okay. You know, they did what they could. So Lace set out really well. She felt great. We start at midnight, so it was dark, headlamps, that's all okay. And I was riding with the same friend that I'd ridden with in the November 80k ride because we knew that our horses travelled really well together. Um, partway in the first loop we came across a piece of ground that didn't look bad but turned out to be really rough. The grass had grown over an area where when the ground had been wet and muddy the cattle had trampled it and so there were all these ruts under the grass that you couldn't see and Lace had real trouble walking through that. We, even though we weren't going fast, she was, her legs were going all over the place. And in hindsight now, I can say that she, after that, she didn't feel like she was enjoying herself. She didn't feel sore, she didn't feel, she wasn't lame, nothing felt wrong. But she wasn't pulling and she didn't really feel like she was enjoying herself as much as I would have liked. But that's hindsight. So she vetted well at the end of the first loop, the 40k loop, no problems in the hold, heading out. onto the second loop, which is the same 40k loop again. It was still dark, but not for too long. So by the time we got to that rough bit again, it was getting light. And because I knew it had been difficult the time before, I actually hopped off and led her through that piece, even though it wasn't steep and it didn't look hard. And still she had quite a bit of trouble getting through there. And we carried on and that was fine. Got through that loop okay vetted fine, her lag times were great, she was doing really well. Heading out onto the third loop, and she's like, eh, not not feeling as good as I hoped. Again, not really enjoying herself. But this is the third time going out on what is essentially the same course, same loop. So I'm thinking, well, is she just bored? What's happening? And to make it harder, this was loop B, which had a little bit of extra ground new ground and as soon as we got onto that new ground she livened up and she's like yes let's go and she's you know really keen again so i'm like oh well that's okay she's she's just getting bored and then once we came off that little new piece it wasn't very long we just did a little short out and back and then back onto a a loop again but shortly after that we caught up with some other riders they were not in the 160 they were doing the 80k ride i think and they were on their last loop heading home, and so we let them go ahead because they were travelling quicker than us. But Lace knew where they were there, and she's very competitive, so now she's pulling and going, let's go, let's go. But I also noticed that she was starting to not feel great going down hills. So rather than just hopping off and leading down the bigger hills, I was starting to get off and lead her down most of the hills. She wasn't feeling right behind. As I'm riding her in and she's pulling because she wants to keep up with the other horses to catch them, and I'm thinking, but she's doing it and she's rushing, but her stride's feeling a little short. So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not going to keep going. And I was thinking, even if the vets like passed her without comment on the trot-up, I'd say say to them, well, yes, but what do you actually think? You know, What do you actually think she's looking like? Because... I feel she's getting a bit dodgy. Um, but sure enough, the vet picked up that she wasn't looking 100% and we did a second trot up. And I said to the vet, look, I'm going to pull her out because she's she's not feeling right downhill. So um, she managed to do a slightly better trot up. We got through, we passed with a B for gate and I immediately withdrew. So we'd done 110 kilometres, but... Because of the DRNZ rule where all multi-loop rides are elevators, I got to claim those 110 as qualified kilometres. It doesn't count as a vet out. Um, You don't lose those kilometres. You get to keep them because you withdraw before getting into more trouble. So that was great. Unfortunately, that meant I was no longer eligible for the big three. My dream of finishing lace by completing that very tough sequence of 120, 160, and then 240 was no longer an option. Considering that she's 19, it really wasn't that hard to decide, well, instead of aiming for the 240, I'll aim for the 120, which is just one loop a day, 50 the first day, then 40, and then the last day is just 30. And I thought, well, provided she recovers from this little bit of soreness that she's got now that will be really fun. Just doing one loop a day, we'll just be able to go out and have a ball and really enjoy it. So that was okay. And we were planning for that, training for that. I took her to a ride in Taumranui in February and we did 40Ks of what is quite a tough course and she felt great. And then five kilometres into that ride and she got kicked by a kid's pony. And initially, like I knew that the pony had connected, but being laced, she didn't even really react. She wasn't sore. I kept riding a little bit, but then I had a look down, and there's blood. Oh, no. So I hopped off and had a look. I like I say, she wasn't sore. There was a bit of a cut, so I decided, well, I'll keep going, but we'll keep an eye on it. We just dropped back, took it easy, and every now and then, when we stopped at a trough, I'd wash the blood off so that I could see if it was still bleeding, and it did keep bleeding. Um, she still wasn't sore. I had someone else riding me, with me and she agreed, look, she's not sore. So we kept going and she was fine and then got back and stopped at the last trough and washed the blood off so that we're not going into base with all this red blood running down the grey horse's leg. Strapping, washed it again and then took her into the vet ring. She pulsed down really quickly. We did our, the vet checked her over, did the trot up, and because I'd washed all the blood off, she hadn't been able to see this tiny, what was quite a small cut. It was probably nearly an inch long, but on a slightly hairy horse that's a bit flea-bitten grey, it really didn't stand out. So she hadn't noticed that we had the cut. And I said to her, once the vetting was over, it's like, well, now we've got that out of the way, can you just have a look at this? And we discovered that the reason it hadn't stopped bleeding was because... The cut cut had actually gone right through the skin and so the vet was able to then put a couple of staples, clean it up and put a couple of staples in for me. She also gave me some little tweezery scissor things so that I could take the staples out myself in a week or so's time and I'm glad to say that that has healed up really well. The leg got quite swollen so I did get another vet to come out and have a look and we gave her antibiotics for a couple of days just to be on the safe side but... It's healed up now, no trouble at all, so that's great. Of course, with the pandemic, the Makahiwi Challenge marathon ride has been cancelled. It was going to be at Easter, and that's really disappointing because this is Lace's you know, last main season. Dancer will be taking over as my number one horse next season, and Lace will just be going back to doing shorter, enjoying ourselves sort of rides rather than hard work sort of rides. But the really disappointing thing is that she was just about to do six thousand her 6,000 qualified kilometres with that 40Ks we did in February. Maybe it was the beginning of March. I don't know. Anyway, we did the 40Ks. I think it was the first weekend of March. She's at 5,951 qualified kilometres. And while a lot of horses, well, some horses do do more than that, you have to bear in mind that during that time she's also given me three folds, so that's a pretty good effort and I was really looking forward to her receiving that award this year in fact we had been my sister and I had been planning to go for a trip to Europe and I had written to the DRNZ committee and said you know we're not going to be at the annual general meeting would it be possible if Lace qualifies at the Makahiwi Challenge and gets her 6,000 Ks, would it be possible for me to receive the 6,000 kilometre award at the Makahiwi Challenge? Then the pandemic came along and suddenly I, we weren't going overseas, obviously, Italy was on our list, so our trip was cancelled quite early on in the pandemic. We didn't even get as far as booking tickets. I figured I'd still there were still two rides to go, we'd still get our 6,000, I could go to the AGM and collect the award But now, of course, the last two rides have been cancelled and even the AGM itself is in doubt. So no 6,000k award for lace this season, which is a disappointment. We'll do a couple of... She'll do enough rides next season, fingers crossed, that she can get that award at the AGM in a year's time. Hey, guys, this is Leah Kane, just...
7: Chiming in on my experience with the social distancing endurance event yesterday, that was a lot of fun. What a great idea. Let's do that, like, once a month, once a weekend, I don't know, but let's do it more often. That was really great motivation. Kind of backstory on me, we've um, spent the last 13 years in Colorado, and just recently in the last, like, five months, moved to Lewiston, Idaho. Um, we're still in the process of finding a ranch. Um, I think we found one, so that's all great but uh I have my I have two horses in the area, just at a friend's house. my main endurance mount um Monty, who I do all my endurance on, and a younger mare who needs some uh some miles. so I met a gal in the area that does endurance. And we decided to get her done. We did 25 miles yesterday um, at Hell's Gate, which is a, a small open space area here in Lewiston. It's got really good footing, um, sandy and then rocks. But um, where it's sand, it's beautiful and you can really move out. And then there's uh, quite a bit of climb and great views and all that. So... Um, but making the 25 miles was really challenging for us. Lots and lots of loops. Um, but we're lucky to have that because it's riding year round. So, and it's right, right here. So we're all happy and good with that. But we went out there and did a bunch of loops. Um, Monty rocked it barefoot the whole time. Um, so that's awesome. Even over all those rocks, there's a good boy. Um, I think we, our elevation gain was 4,508 feet, it said, so decent amount of climbs. Um, Got two little kids, you probably hear him in the background screaming for me, mom, mom, look at this. (laughs) Anyways, you know, we're all struggling here with this social distancing and keeping it together with the kids, homeschool, and everything else. But at least we've got the outdoors where we can enjoy. We've got those wonderful horses. And you know, I just, I'm thankful for what we've got. I'm thankful that we've got family that we can spend with and some great friends. So get out there and ride those horses because we can still do that, right? Anyhow, hoping to be ready for when we can actually do a competition. You know, you make all sorts of plans. I had plans for Tevis this year. Really hoping that still happens. But this really helped me stay motivated to get some miles done so that I can be ready to rock and roll and hopefully salvage this season. I'm sure I'm not the only one feeling that way. But anyhow, yeah, great experience. Good times. Hope you guys had a good time as well. So that's Leah Kane signing off from Lewiston, Idaho. You guys take care. Bye.
8: Hello there. My name is Jose Flores from Endurance Mexico. Uh, thank you, Christina, for having me again at the Endurance Horse podcast. This time I'll be speaking about our experience as a team, team in Mexico at the North American Endurance Championship at Broxton Bridge in South Carolina this past November, where we were able to present two different teams in two, in two divisions. The FEI One Star, we had a five rider team. And at the two star, we had a four rider team. So that was pretty amazing for us. I have to thank Cheryl Van Dusen that went head over heels to help and make this happen, get horses for us, most of them hers, but she also went ahead and, and contacted several friends that were willing to provide horses so we could have 10 riders in these. We had two at the FER divisions and one young rider at one of the AERC rides. So all together, it was 10 riders from Mexico that came up to and had a fan, we had a fantastic time. The first thing that was surprised us was the weather. we were not expecting this cold and certainly we were not expecting cold plus rain, the Friday and Saturday events. So we did our best. We ended up buying ponchos at a I think was a gas station and that helped. And we just covered up with all the layers that we had from clothes that we brought. We did not bring the appropriate clothes, so, so that was hard. But we were very, very enthusiastic about the event and we were very happy. Happy to be there. So the one star event started and unfortunately we lost two riders, I think it was at the, at the second g- gate, and we were down to three riders. We had to finish all three of them, all three of us, because I was one of them, in order to score as a team. So we decided to just go very compact and go ride together to make sure that we could finish in a fair position and hope that that would be enough to score a good position. So all in all, it ended up being a fantastic silver medal for us, which has been, it was, I think it's been the first medal that Mexico has won as a team in international competitions for endurance. So that was historic for us. And we are very, very happy, thankful for everything that US team did for us, uh, having us there and all the hospitality and all the warmth that they showed to us. That was an amazing experience. On Friday, we had one rider, one young rider, at AERC 25 miler, who is my son, Emilio Flores. He is just working up his novice rides for FEI. So this ride counted as one of them. He was fortunate enough to ride a, uh, Penny Staffney's horse, which is, was amazing. PJ, this amazing horse that did very well, he ended up being highest VET score. And also Cheryl was very kind enough to lend me a horse at this amazing event. So Thursday I was able to ride this 25-mile AERC with my son and along with Penny Staphne. It was amazing. It was very, very cold and we had some rain for a while. So the conditions were not ideal, but we ended up enjoying it a lot. And uh, surprise, surprise, Emilio was best young rider. So that was a great result for him. He came very, very happy. And uh, of course, uh, telling all his friends in Endurance Mexico about what he had accomplished over there was, was a great experience for him. The last ride came, which was sa- Saturday. We had two star and we had a four rider team for that event. I acted as chef de keep. And um, on Saturday morning, the conditions were even even harder. The um, rain had not stopped for, I think it was like 30 hours. The trails were pretty muddy and it was very cold. So we had a meeting with the, all the chef, the keeps and the organization, all the officials in order to speak about the conditions. The ride managers were very, very specific and saying, we're not canceling the event because the conditions are not that bad. We just need you to take care of the horses and we're going to be very, very strict at the vet gates. We had to change our our strategy. So the Mexican vet and myself who were at the uh, meeting came back to the team, explained to them about the conditions, and we just decided that they had to ride together, the four of them, until the last loop and maybe then if one of the horses was feeling better, we could have them pick up the pace and try to get a better place individually. So we were very happy that the ride was not getting canceled. It would have been terrible again after Tryon. I mean, that would have been a bummer. We were ready to ride and we were all there very happy and excited about the ride. And I'm very glad that the officials made that decisions because Although it was very harsh of the, because of the cold and the rain, they had pretty good finish rates and the horses all in all did pretty well. So along the day, we unfortunately one of the horses for a mild um, problem on, the, on one of the legs. It was not bad, but I think that the conditions and the cold made it a bit worse. We ended up having, again, only three riders to finish the ride. We had to finish all three of them to score as a team. So they were very careful again. And uh, only in the last loop, one of the horses being ridden by Amador Lobato, who was Indian the horse was Indian Rainman from, owned by Tom Haggis. That horse was doing amazing. So we decided that he could pick up a bit the pace and try to get a better time for him and for the team. And uh, the other two riders held back and just assured that they would finish so we could score as a team. And the strategy paid off. I mean, Indian Rainman did pretty well. I think he was the second place of the international riders or first place, I can't remember that. So he scored pretty well, a pretty good time for us as a team. And uh, the other two riders finished pretty well. So we um, surprisingly were able to win a gold gold medal i mean it was that was a surprise for us because of the conditions they were different from us and uh it was just a result of the strategy that we played out and that it worked i mean we knew that we were not very strong as individuals but we knew that we were very strong as a team if we had a pretty good strategy so we decided on that it played out it worked and It was an amazing historic golden medal for the Mexican team at a North American championship, so that was great. We are very happy, very honored for what we accomplished at this competition, but most of all, we are very, very thankful of the huge effort that Team USA and Team Canada did so we could be there and all the warmth and hospitality that they that they showed us was amazing was second to none and uh we just hope that we can someday repay the favor down here in mexico so please consider coming down here sometime we will make our best favor and hopefully it'll be good as what you've shown us when we go ride in the us thank you very much to our support team it was amazing our crew just did phenomenal they knew what to do in these conditions, in this cold and rain, which is, is new for us. So I think that most of the credit has to go to them. They knew how to manage these horses in these conditions, and that made a huge difference. Thank you very much. I really appreciate what you did for us, and I applaud all the knowledge that you know about this sport. Thank you very much, everybody. Hopefully, you'll, I will see you down in Mexico, and until next time, have happy rides.
1: Hi, this is Chris again, and I wanted to thank you for taking your time out of your day and listening into Endurance Horse Podcast. I hope it really comes through that this podcast isn't so much about the technical aspects of endurance riding, but it's about the connections to our horses and to each other as riders. Thanks to you, we are over 21,000 downloads now so I want to thank you all very much and I really truly have enjoyed getting to meet you all virtually through the podcast through messages through Facebook I feel like we've put together a nice little community here and I hope it keeps growing I hope you share it with your friends and if you're interested in the 100 mile war horse challenge please go ahead and look in the show notes or check us out on Facebook, Endurance Horse Podcast group on Facebook, and there will be a link there to join the War Horse 100 Mile Challenge. So the challenge is whatever you want it to be. Someone asking, could I ride all 100 miles on the one? on one horse. Absolutely. That's what I had in mind. I had another person who said, I have three horses. I work them all. Can I ride three different horses at different times to work to the 100 mile challenge? Absolutely. The heart behind the challenge is, folks, everything's been canceled. You know, the Boston Marathon, Kentucky Derby canceled, postponed at the very least. Tevis, sadly, sadly, canceled. Midwest Horse Fair canceled. All the rides canceled through the almost middle of May. So the point of having the 100-mile challenge is, I know for me, if I sign up for a race, I focus on that. It's a very positive thing in my life. And when I say race, I mean like a 5K or a 10K race. I race with my own two legs. Or If I sign up for an endurance ride or I'm aiming towards an endurance ride, it really helps me to stay focused and positive. So, um, just being very real, but you know, if you have dishes and laundry and work and uh, your kids are fighting or you have all these things come up in your life, you have to make dinner, you have all that going on, and it, it tends to make life a little sweeter just knowing, hey, I'm training for this. Run, so I am going to go out and I am going to run three times this week, so that when I get to my five k or my ten k, I am going to do, you know, do well. Um, with my horses, if I have, I hey, I want to, I want to go to that ride the first weekend in June, and then you go out and you work with your horse, and you are aiming for that, and it becomes just such a, a sweetness that's added to your life being able to work towards that goal. And I, I know there there are bigger problems with with this. I realize that but there's also the little problems with it the little things that get taken away the little things like not being able to go on a date night with your sweetheart being nervous when you're out in the grocery store because somebody coughed next to you now you know there's all these little things that are kind of adding up and so the whole spirit behind the warhorse 100 mile challenge was just to give you something sweet back into your life to look forward to. And and if that's not for you, if a virtual event doesn't do it for you, that's okay. But if you think, hey, I would like something to focus on, I encourage you to just come on over to Endurance Horse Podcast Facebook group and find the challenge and join it. I've had such good feedback. I've had such happy people contacting me. It's really been a positive thing, and people are sharing their Garmin tracks, their Indomondo tracks, they're sharing some video, they're um, showing pictures. And I understand in some places in the world right now, you're discouraged from riding your horse at all or riding off property. So you have to do what's right and healthy for you. But if this if this challenge is something that you th- want to look into, come on over to Endurance Horse Podcast Facebook group, and you'll be able to find the link on there. Until next time, guys, blessings to you. And if you can, ride far, ride well, ride often.
0: having you along for the ride endurance horse podcast is where you get to share your adventures of riding good horses through beautiful country many stresses in life are washed away by a good gallop a steady trot or by simply saddling up your favorite horse for an easy ride remember every mile a memory
1: to share your story on endurance horse podcast send an email to endurance horse podcast at gmail.com